Ashley, and this is Eyes Wide. In this episode, we get to hear from portrait photographer James Song. Through his work that explores contentment and coexisting with nature, James seeks to instill calmness, confidence, and curiosity. And in this conversation, we hear about his experience growing up in three different countries, overcoming aversion to rigid religiosity, finding a free spirituality, and about the possibilities that can happen in nothingness. So maybe can we start, what was it like growing up as James? It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I grew up in a very fortunate to uh, grow up in a family that's, you know, focusing on the focus on the education and um, broadening my horizon. I, I grew up traveling by family. Yeah, I've been to 60 countries and I've lived in five countries so far. Yeah, that's something you cannot get from a traditional classroom setting uh, education. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So. I feel like I was ahead of a lot of my classmates growing up mm-hmm. when we were talking about history or culture or just everyday life knowledge. We have seen more, you know. So. Wow. Yeah. So you grew up in Shoreline? Uh, I went to a high school in Shoreline. I, 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 I was there for two years for high school. Nice. But after that, I went to uh, Shoreline Community College for okay. two years. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, long before, story. <laughs> before. And before that? Yeah. Uh, I was born in Seattle, but I um, I went to uh, Vancouver with my to live with my grandparents mm-hmm. when I was three. Oh wow! Yeah. Why? Uh, I think this is Chinese culture. Oh. Yeah, that my I guess my parents think that my grandparents know how to take care of me better. You know, because it was a toddler. Huh. <laughs> yeah. What was that like? Uh, I loved it. I loved my grandparents. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like. I have a generation gap with my parents, but I'm more closer to my uh, grandparents. Huh, yeah, because I feel like it's like skipping a generation, and I'm more connected to them. Huh. Yeah, instead of my own parents. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It's very interesting. Um, both of my uh, grandparents are professors. Oh really? Yeah. So. In in what? My grandpa is a biologist. Oh wow! Yeah, and my uh, gran- grandma is a chemist. Super cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Were they both um, retired when you were living with them? Yeah. 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 They were, yeah. I mean, they stopped working after they uh, moved to Vancouver, Canada. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they are pretty old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you like Vancouver? Yeah. Yeah, when I was little, yeah. Yeah, because you were <laughs> just there until... Until uh, kindergarten. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then after that, I went back to China with my parents. Oh, yeah. super cool. Yeah. For how long? But my parents, uh, grandparents, they uh, 
They stay in uh, Vancouver for six months and oh, okay. uh, they stay in China for six months. Oh, okay. Nice. What yeah. part of China? Guangzhou. Oh, super cool. Have you been there? Guangzhou? Guangzhou, yeah. No. It's the third biggest city in China. Wow. Yeah. Is it one cool? Of the, is it cool? It's one of the mega cities in the world. Yeah. yeah. So if you like big cities. I grew up in big, big cities. Mm -hmm. But now I've lived in Tulum, you know. <laughs> so and uh, Porto Escondido. Yeah. And so I'm rethinking, like, if I prefer living in a big city or in a small town. Right. Yeah. yeah. So still uh, trying to figure that out. So my plan is when I move back to China, I try to uh, live in an outskirt. Mm -hmm. of Guangzhou, so yeah. I don't have to be, you know, drowned in competition, com competitiveness, right. and uh, stress. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. So I then, to have my own space. Yeah. So then in, in, um, after kindergarten, when you moved to China, how long were you there? Oh, I was there until the first year of high school. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's a long time. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, I spent half of my life in China and half of my life in the U.S. Huh. Yeah. What, what was that like? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> Very, super different. So, in China, Chinese culture is very... Um, I cannot say Chinese culture because Chinese culture is like 5,000 years and it's always evolving and changing. Right. So I have to say... So... Um, it was... It's under the Chinese Communist Party rule right now. So... They try to... Uh, um, erase a lot of the Chinese culture. Mm -hmm. Burn a lot of books stop the internet you know from stop the Chinese netizens from uh, you know reaching the rest of the internet in the world because wow. yeah, we have our own uh, internet in China oh wow well we have our own uh, ecosystem we have our own Google YouTube Twitter what else Gmail everything you know huh. so so when you're in China, you cannot get onto Google. You cannot get onto YouTube. Wow. Yeah. Because they don't want to, you to see the information they're trying to hide. Yeah. Wow. So that was strange growing up in that. <laughs> but I was also really rebellious. Mm. You know. So I tried to uh, get over the firewall. So. It, the, it's called the Great Firewall of China that the Chinese government used to block the, the internet within China from reaching out, you know. So uh, there are services called VPNs that you can use to uh, try to bypass the firewall. Wow. Yeah. But they are really, they're illegal and uh, being cracked down recently because of the Hong Kong protests and some sensitive issues in Tibet, you know, and some minority population in Western China that they don't want the rest of China, Chinese population know about. Wow. Yeah. But did you, did you get, get through it? 
photos, uh, yeah, yeah, when I was little, yeah, yeah, have to, so yeah, it's like a site that have servers around the world, outside of China, mm. so you connect to those servers and wow. access the websites from a different location outside of China. Did, did most, um, like, young people do that? Not most, but... Really? Yeah. Some. Yeah. But right now, it's, it's getting more popular. That's why you see Chinese comments on YouTube that people are trying to use VPN to see the, the real world. You know, like the whole, I mean, I cannot see the real world, but like more of the more world. The world. Yeah. yeah. Censorship. Yeah. Beyond the censorship in China. So did you, what was it like, like after being there for so long and then coming to the state? Uh, so when I was in school, I, I was a really bad kid <laughs> in China. Bad how? Because the subjects are really uh, rigid. We do not have in China. freedom yeah, to choose what we want to learn. Yeah, so the courses are set and everyone spends the same time in the same classroom, learning the same subjects and doing a lot of homework. That See, in my mind, it also sounds like the States, <laughs> but um, I'm not sure the difference in like the subjects. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe we'll have like 15 to 16 subjects. Okay. Uh, per semester. Yeah. So we have Chinese, uh, English, math, PE, <laughs> biology, all kinds. <laughs> and is it like <clears throat> each of those things mm -hmm. is kind of only from the perspective of like the Chinese culture and history or like... Oh yeah, history is mo mostly like Chinese culture, I guess. Well, I think we'll talk about, touch up on the world history, but we didn't spend that much time yeah. on that. But Chinese history is very long. <laughs> yeah, to learn. yeah, Which is like, I feel like the States, we also kind of only focus on the U.S. The US history. Yeah. yeah. But there's like not as much right. of it there. Yeah. So. so, another thing is, uh, you know, uh, entertainment during my childhood. I watched a lot of, of uh, Japanese animations, but they are not as popular here in the U.S. Right. Yeah, or vice versa. Can you, can you watch media from other countries? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, I guess the subject matter is, is the key. You know, if it's touching on sensitive uh, subtopics, then it's banned. Oh. And uh, and the Chinese government li limits how many uh, foreign movies that enters China's market per oh, year. Wow. Yeah, that's why you see a lot of um, uh, Hollywood uh, blockbusters right now that are pro uh, produced with the Chinese producer. Oh. That's the that, that's the way to uh, oh. bypass that. So if it's uh, uh, co-produced, uh -huh. it does not count as a foreign film. Got it. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah. Go up. Um. Yeah. But that makes a lot of uh, Hollywood movies that uh, 
more tailored for the Chinese audience. Right. Because they, they put in money and they, they have a say in the production, you know, right. like what not to produce, right. what to produce. Okay. Yeah, so in a way that the Chinese corporations or Chinese uh, government is, you know, using their standard mm. to create movies in Hollywood now. Wow. Did you have a favorite um, Japanese filmmaker or director or movie? Yeah, Miyazaki. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Always. So I, I don't know a lot of names in English because because they're not popular. <laughs> no, no one talks about them. Yeah. yeah. Are there is there a favorite movie that you had of his? Uh, the sky. The, the city in the sky. City in the sky. Yeah. Have you? I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah. No. Yeah, I saw it when I was in uh, third grade. Yeah. In class. Yeah. What's it about? Good question. <laughs> or what part of it made an impact on you? Do you think? I think it was just the first Miyazaki animation that I've seen, yeah, that uh, opened up my uh, mind, broadened my imagination. Yeah. yeah, he's amazing, Yeah. He's so amazing, yeah, yeah. like all uh, the visuals, magic, yeah, it's like always has, yeah, always it, has aspects of magic in them, and uh, it is relatable because uh, characters are still relatable and uh, real you know and it's heartwarming to watch them yeah. Yeah. i mean back then i i didn't know what what the movies was actually about you know i was just there for the excitement exactly didn't know about what was the one spiritual away what? Spirited away. Spirited away. Yeah. Yeah. All of his stuff has Industrial air travel. Industrialization. Yeah. Nature too, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're so beautiful. Right. Maybe mm. that's one of the subjects too in this film. What? Like the, ba the balance between the industrialization and nature. Yeah, I can see that. And magic and reality, I guess. Yeah. I love Totoro. Yeah. So amazing. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I... Right. <laughs> he said that um, his characters are like relatable and real. Mm -hmm. I feel like you have that presence of like just being like super real and like down to earth and like open. Well, I'm, I'm on earth. <laughs> Do you feel like you've always kind of felt that way? Yeah. Or has it been like something you oh. developed? Yeah, I told you the reason I call myself a rebel is because I, <laughs> growing up, you know, because I, I didn't care too much about. So I was saying. Oh yeah, how. You were talking about being a rebel. Yeah, well, living in China was really strict, and people don't like some anything different. So growing up, I. I love to be different. Yeah. Didn't care about what other people think. 
didn't care about authority. I didn't care about what is right, you know. Because I don't think most things in life it's not black and white or right or wrong, you know. Like the way you dress, you know, this is the way wrong way to dress. It's the wrong way to speak, and I didn't care about that. Yeah. yeah when so. do you feel like that started for you? Maybe. It's because I've been I traveled, opening <laughs> mm. around the world. You know, I felt like. I cannot be limited by one voice or one. I, I just feel like one country cannot limit my uh, actions because <laughs> I've seen so many countries, you know. Right. Yeah, I've seen so many right ways, so many wrong ways, you know. Right. Many different perspectives. Exactly. Exactly. So many ways to live. You know? Right. So why why do I need to? myself to this one country, right. one one way of living. Yeah, or one person's idea. Yeah, exactly. How you live. Exactly. And it's not like the people in China are, are the most happy people on <laughs> earth, you know? Yeah. If that's <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah. You like yeah. look at like the what they're saying to do, and then like exactly. look at how they're like. You should behave like us, so you can be like us. <laughs> I don't want to be like you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the reason. Yeah. yeah. Have you? Um, I think in my life, I tend to notice that the more people ask you to subscribe to a certain. Way, the more unhappy they are. Mm. Have you found that to be true in your life? Yeah, well, that means you don't have the freedom to explore, right? You, your choices are very limited. And yeah, you, they, they just don't give, you know, they don't, you don't have the confidence to explore because you're always judging things by right or wrong right? and if you grow up in that mindset you don't look beyond right or wrong and i think that's very boring <laughs> either black or black or white you know? yeah, yeah. I, i'd rather live a colorful life yeah yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> so but moving to tulum though it has broadened my uh, horizon yeah, mm. on a spiritual level. Yeah. yeah. Because I I grew up in you know different countries with different religions, mm. different beliefs. You know, even in China, the we like Chinese people are not allowed to have to be religious. Wow. Because of the Chinese government, you know, like technically, you know, if you are a communist, you should not be religious. Wow. Yeah. So technically, everyone's okay. an, an atheist in China. Really? Yeah. Okay. But since China has such a long history, you know, we have a lot of, um, you know, paganism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have Buddhist influence. We have Christian influence too, and especially, it's really weird that in China there's only one town that is uh, Christian, 
that's my town. It's a tiny town that my uh, my family is from. Wow. And yeah, it's where they started the revolution. Hmm. Did you um grow up in a certain um spirituality? Well, my parents tried <laughs> to uh, yeah enforce their beliefs on me. So. But since I've traveled so much, you know, I've seen so many religions and so many beliefs, I mm -hmm. just didn't want to settle on any one religion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Feel so, free to eat. They're like, yeah. We can edit out parts where we're eating and stuff. Uh, yeah, please. <laughs> no, uh, I'd love to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I have different uh, family members believing in different things, you know. And I love my grandparents, they have a huge influence on my uh, upbringing. And my grandma, I'm not sure if she's a Buddhist, but you know, you, when I think about scientists, you know, I feel like they are all atheists, but somehow she's a little bit. Uh, superstitious and she mentioned Guanyin. Do you know Guanyin? Guanyin is like a um, Chinese god or goddess but it's um, a figure from Buddhist Buddhism. Uh, it's from one of the gods but somehow the Chinese adopted this god and used the Chinese image and uh -huh. turned Guanyin into a female looking god okay. but in fact you know it's a male god in the Buddhist culture interesting yeah huh. and it's not to look it up which god that is mm. yeah mm. but it's one of the main ones but not the top one okay <laughs> so like why are you worshipping this side side you know psychic <laughs> of this is? main I have no idea <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, Guan Yin is known for being uh, merciful and uh, loving mm. Mm -hmm. so she gives blessings and she's really uh, how do you say it like forgiving and uh, she's about a big picture she doesn't you know she uses love to uh, infect others maybe that's why yeah, she doesn't punish Okay. Yeah, she tries to uh, influence you by being good to you. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that maybe was kind of. Maybe I. <laughs> that should be yeah. Is worth the wor being worshipped. Huh? True. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So that was like kind of what the spirituality that you my grandma yeah which yeah. you were only with until you were in kindergarten yeah so i spent a couple of years of them with them even in kindergarten i was living with them they, they moved back to china with me okay and then and then after that when you were living with your parents mm -hmm. um then what so my dad, so my dad's side is the, he's from the town that, that that's the only mm -hmm. place in town, <laughs> in China that has uh, Christians. So, he, uh, he, he, he is Christian. 
But he chose to donate money to uh, Buddhist temples too. Yeah. And my my mom my mom got baptized in San Francisco when she was uh, going to a university here in in the U.S. So she's Christian, but okay. she looks down on my dad for being both Christian and Buddhist. Okay. <laughs> she's like. Yeah. <laughs> like pick a side. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so. So then they kind of tried to raise you Christian. Yeah. But I didn't. There weren't church going wasn't a thing in China because mm. there weren't that many churches in China. Yeah. So I didn't grow up in churches. But my mom would uh, read the Bible to me before bed. You know, it's like mm -hmm. bedtime story. <laughs> Among other books, like Harry Potter. <laughs> It's a little bit like Harry Potter. <laughs> Just as terrifying. <laughs> yeah. So she she tries to make it serious, but I I put you know religion on the same level as fiction. Yeah. <laughs> Because. You know. From from the very beginning. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Somehow, my brother took it seriously, hmm. and he's Christian. <laughs> hmm. yeah. So, I'm not sure because we we have really similar upbringings. You know, he's traveled to almost as many countries as. I had. Really? Yeah. Because we, we travel as, as a family. Yeah. You know. But is he as rebellious as no. you? <laughs> no. So I guess that's part of the personality too. Hmm. The internal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His personality is very uh, like the opposite of mine. Really? Uh, oh yeah. From having a lot of friends, super easy to connect with anyone. You know, I'm really comfortable. Meeting strangers, you know, opening up myself, and open to change and ideas. You know, I find meeting new people fascinating. Yeah. You know, but he's the opposite. Interesting. Yeah. And has the same, same exact kind of upbringing. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Is he right. older or younger? Younger. Huh. Yeah. So. That's so interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's more. He keeps things to himself. Hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. When did you start kind of getting into photography? Since I dropped my gran grandma's camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, when you were like in was, kindergarten? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, me, yeah, kindergarten. Yeah. I, I was a troublemaker, you know. I always, I was always advent, adventurous and uh, do different things, you know. And uh, tried, I tried to use a camera, and uh, I didn't know. I, I, I couldn't drop it. <laughs> you know. So, so I got uh, punished for. 
dropping her camera. You know, the damage wasn't that that big, but they like to take care of their stuff, you know. So there's some scrubs on the camera, but I learned from that, you know. I take care of my uh, gear carefully, yeah. even nowadays. You, you won't see any scratches on my cameras, even though I use them so often. Wow. Yeah. Um, so what was that journey like from when you picked up and dropped the camera of your grandma's to like now yeah. with photography? So at the beginning it was like forbidden because, you know, after I dropped it, my, my, my grandma got mad at me. <laughs> so I was like, okay. <laughs> that means I have to do it more. <laughs> yeah. So. The rebel. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, I was just taking pictures around the house or going to the park when they, they were bringing me outside. Yeah. So, from that, I got into photography in high school. Yeah, I took a film class in uh, Shawcrest, huh. in uh, the, the high school in Shoreline. So, is there like a a gap in between kindergarten and high school? Oh yeah, well, I had phones with cameras before that. You what? I had phones, phones, oh, uh, yeah. camera on my phone. Yeah. And so that's what I use for my traveling. Yeah. I travel pretty frequently, you know, during a vacation, school break, yeah. summer break, winter break, you know. We, we usually go to like two to three countries per uh, vacation. Yeah. So I had a lot of pictures on my phone. Wow. Yeah, I was wondering like how your style has developed since you first started. started. Yeah. I guess in the beginning I was just capturing what is instead of what could be. Hmm. Yeah. So I guess my, my style now is more uh, planned and um, you know it's like a fairy tale. Uh, <laughs> I I I I realize that uh, an, an artist need to have their own uh, style, you know, recognizable style. Just like Picasso, you know, when you look at Picasso's work, you recognize it, right? So I, I guess that's the uniqueness, that's what make, makes them so, you know, iconic, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to have my own style right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was, I started my uh, new style after I moved to Tulum. Really? <laughs> yeah, so Tulum has influenced me mm. on that. Yeah, yeah I noticed like the most of your work that you're sharing now is like kind of based in nature. Nature and it seems in particular in in water. Yeah, yeah. Would you say that's true? Yeah, sure. How are you? This is like water. Interesting. It's interesting? <laughs> yeah. What interests you about it? Well, it's life in water. Water is life. And 
feel like it's mysterious. It's like another another realm. You know, we don't live in water, right? So I feel like it's it could be magical. You know, it could be have some healing powers in water. And how how much do we have in our body? Ninety percent. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So I feel like we have a strong connection. Yeah. Yeah. Just hang out with my. Uh, 90% <laughs> My 90% is hang out with uh, On time <laughs> But I don't feel like water is like the Something I have to have in my uh, My style so mm. I think nature Nature is like nature? something I have to have mm. mm -hmm. Why? I want to Preserve You know what I see, you know, because it could be destroyed. Because what? Nature can be destroyed in a day, you know. If someone wants to uh, develop the land, you know, turn it into uh, an apartment complex, so that that will be gone. All the trees will be gone. Right? Everything will be covered in. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Building materials, you know. Is it something about like the fragility that draws you? Yeah. Yeah. And I also want to raise awareness that you know I want to show the beauty of nature, so people living in cities they can start to see it and realize that living in the city is not the right way of human development, you know. I want to open up their mind to remind them the, what it's like to be outside of the city. Yeah. yeah that too. And make it more uh, fantastic and uh, uh, something they can imagine going. Yeah, especially when people are living in China. They city people live in the city. They look down on people living outside of city, and they don't like to go out of outside of the city. So I feel like they are forgetting what you know we are as species. We are you know humans. You are no, we're not urban animals. You know. Right? Yeah. What was your um, like? First experience, either like living in nature or connecting oh. with nature. Yeah, uh, I went on a leadership program trip in uh, high school back in Seattle. Yeah, so, uh, like a, a two-week-long program. So we learn about nature for one week and then we uh, go to the backcountry, camp in the backcountry for a week. Oh wow. Yeah, living among all kinds of animals. That's fun. Yeah, it was life changing for sure. Yeah. When, when it, was, did it was in the North Cascade. Oh wow. Have you been there? Um, like what? Like what? Baker Mountain? Oh. Mount Baker? I haven't. No. 
Yeah, yeah, we we hike, you know, we hike onto the mountain and cross the border to Canada because oh, wow. there's no border, no nothing there. Wow. On nature, and that again opened up my mind, you know. Yeah. Because borders are imaginary, you know, countries. The concept of nation is imaginary, right? No one actually owns the land, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're just animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was like, wow, you can just cross two countries without knowing it, you know. So it's like, it's not actually a lie. Mm. You know, it's really imaginary. Yeah. That's, that's super important to realize. Yeah, wow. And like, kind of the how memory you brought up that, yeah. Most lines are imaginary, huh? Right. Yeah. <laughs> human constructs, you know. Yeah, I was reading a book on the the rise of sapiens. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's, Is it called Sapiens? Yeah, the Sapiens. Have you have, have you read I it? I haven't, but I. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Let's talk about a human species from a, a perspective of uh, another species. You know, just looking at the human behavior, you know, and describing them like how we describe other animals, right? You know, like what are businesses? You know, what are companies? You know, it's not actually a real thing. You know, what can you break? Like when you think about company, you know, what, what, what do you think of? You know, like an office <laughs> filled with computers, you know, paperwork, exactly, product or storefront. But a company is actually just a human Im imagination that we all share, that we believe this thing exists. <laughs> right. Yeah, and there's a human trust each other that if I do this for you you do this for me right I work for you you give me money right so it's it's just you know an imaginary relationship yeah, yeah. very interesting what do you feel like isn't imaginary good question <laughs> what is not imaginary what is real what is real Wow, this is really deep. <laughs> I, I have done DMT, so... <laughs> In Tulum, actually. So, what is real? <laughs> that is... I don't know. I don't think anything's real. <laughs> For real. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. Nothing mm -hmm. is real. <laughs> yeah. It's the only certainty you have. <laughs> Do you like consider yourself spiritual at all? Or what does that mean to you? Mm. Spirituality? I. Uh, you know, like religion, like religious people like to rely on a, on a higher, higher power, you know, to help them or to solve their problems. But I like to re rely on myself or people I know in, in life, in real life. <laughs> <laughs> so I would rather do that than to go to a church or, you know, say a prayer. But when I'm feeling down, I, I do like to 
think about myself, you know, think about my higher self, what I can be, you know, it's a radiant, you know, radiant energy source, some kind, you know, because this body is gonna, not gonna last for that long. <laughs> yeah. I cannot explain if there's a soul or not, but I do believe that there's a consciousness that, you know, we choose to let it be what it is, right? Like, when, why some people decide to do this and not that, you know? Yeah, so... Wait, what, what's the question? <laughs> um, oh, spirituality, yeah. yeah. What is spirituality for you? What does it mean to you? So I, I, it opened up my mind when I first tried acid at a music festival. I was looking at people, but I was looking into their eyes. It's like, your soul is not on the outside, you know? So I was like trying to look into their eyes, look for the soul. And it was like, what this defines me as a person, you know? Because we, it's so easy, we get, it's so easy to look at people and, you know, judge by their looks, you know? So, I was like, what if I don't look like this, you know? How do I, you know, what is this consciousness? What, what is this soul? What, how do I see this soul? How do I see myself? You know, in the mirror, I was looking in my eyes. Like, what? Yeah. What is this thought that is <laughs> that is in my mind? You know, what is this voice that I hear when I talk to myself? You know. Have you come to any conclusions in those? <laughs> um, not yet. <laughs> not yet, but. As it made me connect with people on a different level, mm. like soul to soul, mm. instead of just relating on what we can see on the superficial, on the physical world, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So psychedelics changed my mind. <laughs> uh, changed my life. <laughs> yeah. What mind you, altering. What do you feel like? Um, DMT showed you or taught you. Or... Showed me love. Mm. Yeah, I actually smoked it here in Tulum with a friend of mine. His name is Dylan. He's <laughs> a shaman, and my friend um, Claridad. So her name is uh, Divine Clarity. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So she was playing live music and singing while wow. I was uh, on the on my spiritual journey. Amazing. Yeah, it was amazing, and it was a great opportunity to, to have my first time. You know, to have someone I trust and appreciate. You know. What did love look like in that experience? Very colorful and bright. Wow. Yeah. So I, I did it twice in that session. The first time it was pretty dark because I did not know what to expect and there was someone who was doing the ceremony with me and 
she was letting her demons out right next to me. So again, I can, I can, I could still hear everything, you know. So I was affected by her energy. Yeah. So I saw some dark things during my first journey, but I've trained myself so much in life that I'm not actually bothered by anything anymore because I don't feel like anything's real because nothing can actually harm me you know what was the worst thing that can happen to me is death and I don't actually fear it you know yeah. I just feel like I'm living my best life and death is just another phase yeah. so I was like okay <laughs> Whatever, if you, there are dark spirits, you know, they try to harm me, they try to scare me. But at the end, I'll become a spirit too, you know, so I don't think that's gonna affect me. And I'm a loving person. So, it's like Wan Ying, I try to infect them with my love. <laughs> yeah, I acknowledge their... I, I, I acknowledge the energy, but I... No experience what she was experienced too. Maybe a fraction of it, you know. But it, I didn't like that uh, affect me. And then the shaman asked me, "Do you want to do it again?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was wondering, like, how you like got right. up the courage to do it again. <laughs> right? It's like again. <laughs> Let me what think about it. What made you want to? <laughs> what made me want to? More demons, please. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe it's from my friend. Clear that. She smoked it and then she she closed her eyes and she started singing and, and dancing when she's on DMT. And I was like, wow. Because when I was on it, I passed out. <laughs> 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 I just lay, lay my uh, flat, flat down onto the mat. Yeah, and I, I heard a loud sound, boom, on the back of my head. <laughs> and that's all good to hear. I was like, wow, what is this? <laughs> and then I saw she was, she was singing and dancing. You're like, this can be a different experience. Right. I was like, wow. And she's, she's a loving person. <laughs> She's nothing, nothing but love. You know? Yeah. So that she encouraged me to do it for a second time. You glad that you did? Yeah, I'm really glad. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I found myself a comfortable, comfortable spot and found a huge cushion, the big, big one, and I, I was hugging it. I smoked it. And then I grabbed it and ran to the spot. The thing that the cushion was pretty heavy too, so I felt like some someone was on top of me. Oh, yeah. was that nice? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like because, that could either be really that, bad or yeah, right. Because babies they like to be tucked in because they feel mm. safe. They feel like they're being hugged. Yeah. So I I feel like that's the same mechanism there. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I felt in love, you know. It's like a motherly love from my second trip. Yeah. As soon as my I closed my eyes, I saw bright pink. 
and it started turning into morphing into red. I saw nothing but solid color, no no fractals at all at the beginning. Wow. It was solid color, everything's pink. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's my favorite color. <laughs> I just felt really blissful and uh, joyous. Yeah, so after that I saw red turning into orange, turning into yellow. And that's when the fractals come in. Oh. Yeah. But it's super bright, vibrant colors. It's intricate shapes <laughs> <laughs> and patterns. Well, I cannot describe in words. And I, it's very different from my first experience, though. So. Yeah. yeah. My first experience, I felt like I was beamed or transcended into uh, a void. In the universe or complete darkness wow. and emptiness. Yeah. So that's my first experience. But that made me realize that there's so much I've not experienced. Mm. So much I don't know about. So I have to keep my mind open. Yeah. You know, I cannot use my past experience to judge I don't know. Right. You know. I feel like I could see the universe. I can see everything that's happening in the universe without using my eyes. I can hear everything in the universe without using my ears. <laughs> yeah. And it was in the void. You know, in the middle of nowhere. I did not see anything around me. But at the same time, I couldn't... No, I could no, know anything that's happening. <laughs> yeah, it was like an arm... Ominous, om, ominous experience, like an omni god, mm. all present. Mm. You know, that was mind opening. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel like it changed the way you live in real life? Yeah, right. <laughs> great question. I right. feel like the the DMT trip lasted more than 15 minutes. You know, I feel like I was on the on it for the um, past three months after the experience. Yeah, I was solid, uh, slowly coming down when I was in uh, Oaxaca. <laughs> yeah, I just felt like I was so full of love, you know, so full of purpose that I could. I can spread my energy, my uh, positivity anywhere I go. That I make, I like before, the things that make me have an uh, automatic response, you know, like something unpleasant that happened to me, I'll be more emotional, like make, be affected by anger or jealousy or disappointment, like hurt or feelings. But, you know, like, sometimes I would even say something that's not too nice. I mean, I've been working on it throughout the years and I, you know, like I don't even respond to mean comments on Facebook or anything. Yeah. So, but after the trip, I feel like I have to rethink every, every time, every response I have, you know, instead of going to my res usual response, I try to say something positive. 
I realize everyone's dealing with their own things, you know, have their own lives. They have different realities, and you know, no one's 100% happy. But I, I, I know I can say something or do something to make them just to change the mindset, you know, like the usual to break the mold, you know. Like some people just. You know, when they're in the depression, it's hard for them to uh, get out of it, you know. Like, when someone has a shitty day, it's not just one day that ruins it, you know. It's like a build-up of different tiny events over time, you know. So I want to remind them that not every, every, everyone's mean to them, you know, even though they, they, they let out their toxic emotions, you know, and directed on me, I, I didn't mind because I un understood, you know, where they were coming from and I tried to bring the energy around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, just like, I feel like I was treating people with love more, yeah. even more than before. Mm, that's yeah, I just put myself in the shoes. Yeah. And thinking about like your whole life, mm -hmm. what do you feel like has been like the most consistent or hardest um, challenge in your life? In this life? <laughs> yeah. The hardest challenge. To be honest, I've lived a really fortunate life that I don't have real challenges but maybe accepting spirituality was a big challenge for me yeah being a rebel I did not believe in any higher power you know but I, I being a rebel I, I only say that because I did not like authority but growing up I've always been a loving person I was never a mean person. So, so some people say that being religious makes you a better person because you have to follow the moral guidance. And I disagree with that because I, I, I'm not religious. But it doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. It doesn't mean that I don't have morals. I don't know what, you know, what is right or wrong. Yeah, because some people do need uh, punishment of you know the afterlife to you know to help hold them hold themselves accountable for their actions in this lifetime. I understand that, you know, but I it, it does not work for me because I don't believe in any higher powers. But still, I don't do anything bad. You know, I just do what I want to do be true to myself, you know. What does good and what does bad mean for you? Good question. <laughs> I took philosophy <laughs> in college. <laughs> it's always evolving. What, what is good is something I don't feel bad doing after. <laughs> That's my guidance, for real. If I bring, bring any laws that I don't agree with, I don't feel bad about it. I'm not bringing it, doing anything wrong. <laughs> yeah. What do you 
unfair. people do what they want to do. Mm. That to me. Yeah, I guess freedom is what defines me. <laughs> yeah. It's a big, big part of me. Yeah. So, like, being limited by someone else's beliefs is a huge no-no for me. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that's bad for me. Yeah. And, and that's one, one of the huge reasons why I'm not religious. Yeah. Hmm. It seems like you are so full of light Myself. and <laughs> maybe <laughs> to me you're so full Don't of light. Don't blame me, it's 90% water. <laughs> full of light and love and happiness and um, it's interesting because I can feel that in your work and also compared to like people who take photos in similar like locations and countries there's kind of like a I see in your work more of like a literal uh, darkness overlay I was wondering what that means for you or if you feel that like why my images are pretty dark I want to create uh, the lack of judgment, I guess. Yeah, like a void of judgment. That's what it symbolizes, I guess. So I feel like people open up their emotions at night more than during the day, right? Like people feel like they're more uh, vulnerable. Either both physically and emotionally, right? If I choose to cry, I'll cry at night, you know? <laughs> yeah, not in broad daylight. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like it's a freedom to express emotions. Yeah, and you know, the lack of judgment, the possibilities that can happen in nothingness. Right. You can you can feel the void with your imagination. Right. Yeah. In, instead of showing you everything in the scene, you know, you can imagine what could be there. Right. Could be yeah, it could be something physical or it could be something emotional. And I, I love the aesthetics, you know, of being out on the walk under the full moon, you know, or watching the stars is very comfortable. I feel really free during that time. It feels magical. Mm. Yeah. You use the word magical a lot. I do. <laughs> what does yeah. it mean for you? What's your experience been like with magic? Right. I'm not religious. <laughs> or superstitious. But I believe in magic. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Magic. I feel like it's um, imagination. 
Oh, what could happen? Like something that is not is inspired by reality, but it's not completely real. Yeah, I guess that's magic to me. Hi. And when I say someone is magical, I guess it's when they're full of life and being themselves. So that's when I find someone magical, mm. staying true to themselves instead of being living in a mold, you know, living in someone else's images or leaves. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's magical. To be free. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, there's one most important thing that you're learning about life right now. What would it be? Life is grand. Uh, <coughs> nothing actually matters. You know? Like, everything will be okay. <laughs> the universe will, will be itself, you know, and it will take care of it, itself. And we're just part of it. We are the universe, you know, we're just an expression of this universe. And humans, you know, like, that's how I connect with people, with anyone. I just think us as a same, coming from the same place, that we're all different expressions of the same universe, right? So that's when I find what we have in common. <laughs> yeah. And life is short, that is for sure. You know, our spirits can live on, but what we can do on this earth is very limited. Mm -hmm. um, if you would like to, like, if you would like your life to accomplish anything or stand for anything in this realm, what would it be? To be free. To what you want to do. Even others judge you for the things you do. You, if it makes you happy and you feel like you're not hurting anyone, then you should do it. Yeah. Thank you, dear. I appreciate all of your <laughs> answers. Right. Answering all of my crazy questions. <laughs> yeah, I think I just have a problem with people limit, limiting others' freedom. Yeah. yeah. Do you have anything else you'd like to tell the world? Oh yeah, well... <laughs> like the, the project I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. Trying to fundraise for my publication you know, to support women's education in different countries around the world. Because we're... In the West, we feel like uh, female education is not a big big problem, right? But if you go to other less fortunate countries, then it is a huge problem. And I also want to 
bring awareness to uh, female genitalia mutilation. Yeah. It's, or, it's, it's a practice in uh, over 90 countries in the world. I, I learned about it when I uh, traveled to the Middle East with my mom. And she had to you know, cover herself in public. And I learned that females there, you know, who were forced to have the genital cut off against their will since they're a baby. Yeah. And I feel like that is limiting so much of their freedom. Right? It's lost a huge part of their sexuality. Right, since birth, almost birth. And I've heard really sad stories that made me really angry. And every time I think about it, I want to cry. Yeah. Like, I've, I've met a friend, she's a nurse in, in, UK, in the UK. And she told me that there are families that bring their daughter to the hospital to ask them to do the surgery and then they said no we cannot do that no but then the families will, will bring the daughters back to their home country and get the surgery done there over summer break wow and after you know seeing them after the surgery, it just changed them as a person. Mm. How can people support your book? Where can they find it? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I'm looking at online publications, but my main 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 uh, goal is to publish a book that is, I, to, I, I want to present my work, how it's supposed to be uh, viewed, to be experienced. I feel like my work should be experienced, you know, when people are open to their emotions, especially at night, you know, I, I want people to look at my pictures at night. You know, by themselves to you know have their thoughts to, to themselves. I want to print my work on a large print that's the size of the wall and on a on on a piece of metal. You know, print my work on a metallic photo paper. Mm -hmm. So only the bright part of the picture will reflect off of the metallic photo paper mm. so that will make it look like it's more real realistic instead of a flat picture it will mm -hmm. become more 3d mm -hmm. yeah i want i want i want the viewers to have an experience of being there in person you know the wind is you know my subject being free in nature mm -hmm be inspired yeah. right especially when you think about nudity 
in outside of the Western world, right? It's such a huge taboo, right? And imagine if a Middle Eastern female looks at my work, you know, in the music, you know, in the gallery, and imagine, you know, being free, being themselves. Mm -hmm. I think for a lot of people, it's almost more terrifying to be free than it is to be yeah. in a cage when that's the cage is what you've known. What would you say to people that are in that place? How to... If they feel good, then why not? But if they don't, try something different. Wide is supported by members all over the world. Find out more at eyeswide.life forward slash join.